I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The national columnist USA Today, Dan Walker making the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. So Thursday Night Football was a stinker again last night. Um, I don't mean to catch you off guard, but do you have any ideas about how they could improve that product? Because it seems at this point to be a product that not only is bad, but is like so bad it is consistently getting mocked on social media. The bottom line is football is not a game that is meant to be played with three days rest, really. And that's what you are catching a lot of these teams in when they play Thursday night is just a very quick turnaround. And football is one of those sports, like I think in basketball, you could play a game without a lot of mental preparation and it still can be a really good entertaining game. Now, obviously strategy matters and what you call offensively and defensively matters. But generally speaking, most basketball games or, you know, a sport like baseball, you can play it every day, right? Basketball, you don't necessarily need a lot of time between games to get ready. Football, there's the physical part, and obviously it's difficult physically to recover in a short amount of time with a quick turnaround and when you're not on your normal Sunday-to-Sunday schedule. But also just mentally, like, you don't have enough time to really get ready the way that you would for a Sunday game, and that is inevitably going to make it a more uh, difficult, less appealing product to watch. Talking to Dan Walken from USA Today, elsewhere in sports, Draymond Green, since you and I last talked, has publicly spoken for the first time about the incident with Jordan Poole and said he was wrong, said he has apologized, but stopped short of saying he and Jordan Poole are going to be cool because, as he put it, that's not really up to me. How do you think this thing plays out in Golden State? Well, I think Jordan Poole is going to kind of try to put it in the background because he has a lot at stake this year. He's going to get paid, and the Warriors are going to pay him. But if you're him, I think you just sort of want to leave all of the drama to the side and focus on playing well and focus on just not even dealing with anything Draymond Green because you have, you know, life-changing money coming at the end of of this year. I I think for Draymond, I don't know if at this point in his life and his career he's, he's capable of just sort of putting everything to the side like that. I mean, he talked about, you know, we're both professionals. I mean, 
we've seen Draymond Green in the NBA for a long time, and he's got a lot of good qualities. Professionalism is not what I'd put at the top of the list on things that Draymond Green does well. I mean, he loses his mind a lot, and he does it in games. He is, you know, a loose cannon with the media. Uh, he is very entertaining. He's been an unbelievable player, but professionalism, that's not his strong suit. And so I, I think it is going to be a running subplot to the season for the Warriors. I think they are going to have moments where when they're not playing well, it, this comes back up again and everybody's speculating about whether this is the problem. It's, um, you know, when, when they talk about Steve Kerr, you know, the biggest crisis that they've dealt with since they've had this run, I tend to take him at face value. And if that's the case, they've got a big job on their hands. It feels like this is the type of thing where if Bill Belichick were running the Warriors, when Draymond Green's um, contract is getting he, – he's under contract this year for $25 million. Um, he's got a player option next year for $27 million, and then he would be an unrestricted free agent. Um, it feels like if this were Bill Belichick, he would either trade him or refuse to sign him and just totally disregard everything he's done for the franchise because eh, we're not concerned with that. We're looking forward, and we don't think this guy's going to be anything close to worth the type of contract he, he is asking for. Um, how do you think Golden State actually handles that? Do you think Draymond Green is playing on the Warriors – in the 2024-25 season, let's say? No, I think the most likely outcome is that he'll play out this year. He's apparently got a player option for his contract. I bet you he declines it and then just signs elsewhere as a free agent on a you know three- or four-year deal that's essentially his last significant contract. I don't think he really is a good trade candidate right now because – for one thing, you have that contract uncertainty. He's got the power next year about whether he's going to pick up that option or not. The other thing is we all saw him in the playoffs last year, and while he was useful in some ways, it was a bit of a scary sight, I think, when you look at how he's going to age. You know, it just didn't look very good a lot of the time. And, you know, obviously defensively he's still got the mental part of the game and he understands positioning and where to be. He's great at that. But let's just face it, like offensively you're playing four on five when he's on the floor. And the Warriors are uniquely positioned to make up for that because of the personnel they have. But there's not many teams who are. So I just don't know that there's a great fit in, in terms of trading him that would get the Warriors closer to a championship this year uh, and satisfy the needs of the team that's trading for them. Talking to Dan Walken from USA Today. Earlier this week you were at ACC Basketball Media Day, and from that wrote um, about the comments from the ACC commissioner uh, concerning the NCAA tournament, whether it's Greg Sankey or any other conference commissioner, it sounds like there's some real interest in expanding the NCAA tournament from 68 to a larger number. And I think you are in agreement with most media members um, that, 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 that that's not good for the regular season. It's not good for the postseason. It's not good for the sport. But we're not the ones who are going to financially benefit from this. And unfortunately, the men and women who are going to make this decision someday, um, they're going to make it and be motivated largely by money, right? Yeah, 
I think so. And, look, I don't know that it's really going to impact the regular season. I think college basketball at this point is a sport whose, whose viewership and the interest in it is kind of stable. It's, it's got a very loyal niche audience. I, and I don't want to necessarily say that because I, I mean it, people might take that in a negative way. I, I don't necessarily think it's, it's a negative. It's just you're competing against you know, the NFL for part of the season, for, with college football for part of the season. Uh, you're competing with the NBA. It just kind of falls a little bit in the background until, until March. So I, I don't know that it would hurt the regular season that much, but I do think that the tournament has been really um, – I, I think the tradition of it sort of you start on that Thursday – and it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then it's, you know, the Final Four, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There's just a good rhythm to it. It doesn't sort of oversaturate people or throw too much at them. You know, the, the huge, a huge part of the interest in the tournament is, is the bracket itself. And, you know, when it's that 60-14 bracket, it's nice and symmetrical and beautiful. And it's not too complicated. Everyone can sort of understand it. You know, I sort of think, like, if you extend it another week, that creates other problems. If you try to do, you know, okay, we're going to play 16 games on Tuesday and 16 on Wednesday, uh, is that sort of too much? Is, is, you know, can people really sort of devote that much time to it? So I think there's a bit of a problem there. And then, obviously, if you expand it to 96 or 128, you're just really rewarding a bunch of mediocre to bad teams from power conferences. That's what it would turn into. And I just don't really think we need that. Talking to Dan Wilkin from USA Today. Tomorrow, massive game inside Neyland Stadium. Alabama, Tennessee, CBS, 2.30. Um, the Vols are obviously underdogs, but there are some people who believe they can upset Alabama, particularly with the status of Bryce Young being unclear. Are you a believer in the Vols tomorrow? I want to see how they perform under this kind of pressure. And it's going to be really interesting because, yes, they've played well. I think you can make a case that they've played better than Alabama to a certain extent this season. And their offense is outstanding. I think their defense has probably been a little bit underrated. Uh, They've improved a lot there this year. But a lot of the time, or really all the time, I think since Josh Heupel's been there, it's kind of been a bit of a free roll for Tennessee. There's not been a lot expected of them. Uh, They've been able to just kind of go let it fly in some of these games. And they play with tremendous confidence and and aggressiveness, believing that they belong. Uh, But when you get in a game against Alabama, I think it does change a little bit. And now there's a lot expected of them. Yes, Alabama is, is a betting favorite, but Tennessee's kind of the it team right now. They're kind of the hot team. And people expect them to, at home, uh, play a a game that's capable of competing with or beating Alabama. Uh, We haven't really had that expectation of Tennessee. And that can change the way you play when you sort of feel that different kind of pressure, not just players but coaches as well. So I think this is going to be a great time to just kind of look at it and say, all right, now you have to step up to this level of competition and can you do it? And we're going to find out. Now, you know, take everything I just said and throw it out the window. Bryce Young can't play and isn't, um, isn't healthy. 
that changes everything. But if he does play, and I think that's the expectation that he's good to go, then, yeah, I think this is a moment for Tennessee where we're going to find out a whole lot. And, and you know, I, I, I'm – that's part of what makes this this job interesting is is you just don't really know what you're going to see. Wrapping up with Dan Walken from USA Today. Last thing before I let you go, Auburn is 3-3, three and three, headed to Oxford tomorrow for a game with number 9 Ole Miss. Obviously, Auburn underdogs on the road. Who's coaching Auburn next season? <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk about, about different folks. Uh, I could certainly see them doing, or at least you know, trying to figure out if the Deion Sanders thing makes sense. I think that would give them a very unique angle in how they're positioned among all these other SEC teams and where their recruiting is is going to go. I think that's certainly um, an interesting option. I think Hugh Freeze makes a lot of sense. I think that's a very Auburn uh, type of hire, Auburn type of fit. He's obviously done it in the SEC and has built a very good program at, at Liberty. I think he sort of served his time in the penalty box. Uh, and I, I don't really think the SEC would be uh, wise or smart to put their thumb on the scale anymore the way Greg Sankey did for a few years there to keep him out of the league. I think it's time to let that go. Um, but yeah, part of it is just we don't know who the athletic director is going to be either. So that's that's going to be key in that conversation. And uh, I think that's the first step. We saw Georgia Tech make the AD hire today, and uh, I think Auburn, you know, hopefully will will be pretty soon because you you need that person in place before you decide who you want to coach your football team. That is Dan Walken from USA Today. Make sure you read him usatoday.com. Follow him on Twitter at Dan Walken. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.